It's time for another incredible NAHB Power Hitters. I'm your host, Linda Hoffman, coming to you from the clear mountain air of the Sierra Nevadas. No fires, no smoke, no kidding. It's almost too good to be true. Today, I have the great pleasure of speaking with the one, the only, Deborah Guerrero, NRP Group's newly minted Senior Vice President of Strategic Partnerships and Government Relations. Deborah will head her firm's state and federal affordable housing advocacy, and that may be one of the most important jobs out there today. The 1980s were the last time the nation was on pace for producing needed housing at the comparable rate with household formation. Decades later, the lack of housing has only grown, creating high tension in some urban markets, even spurring government intervention to attempt to regulate the imbalance. But hope springs eternal, and we look forward to those great minds, like our guest today, to capitalize on the partnerships needed to produce affordable housing. NRP is the nation's seventh largest developer, sixth largest builder, and now manages over 21,000 units across all classes from luxury to senior in 11 states. Deborah, I'm excited that you are leading the charge on affordable housing. Welcome to the show and congratulations on your new position. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Deborah, you could say that NRP has gone big and gone home, to Texas, that is, a state where NRP has the second biggest presence following closely the company's home state of Ohio. Why Texas? It's about population, Linda. People are moving to Texas. People are staying here in Texas. But we've seen population growths in the last 10 years that are exponential. Uh, just in 2018 to 2019, we had almost 200,000 people move to Texas. Here in San Antonio, Texas, which is our office, our NRP office that we actually opened in 2004, we have 20,000 people increase, a population increase of 20,000 here in San Antonio, Texas. We have a very stable environment. And I'm very proud being a San Antonio girl from the south side of San Antonio that NRP decided to call Texas their second home. That's fantastic. Texas may must be doing something great. But are there any challenges to building a business in Texas? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the fact is that anytime anybody comes into a new state, there's always some challenges. But I will tell you that NRP's reputation as being one of the best affordable housing developers throughout the nation and since then have expanded throughout the nation, that coming with that credibility into a state where there's so much need, not only are there population uh, not only are there population increases here in the state, but there's also a demand for quality affordable housing. We're finding that so many families uh, spend more than 30% of their income on housing. 
And when, um, when, when your business is producing more affordable quality housing, uh, this is where the demand is. And so again, I go back to why San Antonio? Here in San Antonio, we were finding that 50%, 50% of those people that are renters were living and, and spending um, more than 30% on their housing. And families should not have to be cost a burden like that. And so NRP decided to go not only where the population growth was, but where the need in general was, especially when it comes to affordable housing. The challenges can always be mitigated. And in the last 16 years, NRP has become the developer of choice. Uh, because of our relationships in communities throughout the state, we are the go-to resource when it comes to building and providing for families, seniors, and children in the state of Texas. That influx of population certainly creates an gr even greater need for housing. In addition, Texas has attracted many businesses, including NRP. What part of the Texas business model would you recommend to other states? Texas is a great place to do business. And the reason is because our elected leaders understand that overregulation can place an undue cost burden. And that cost is carried on to families, whether they're owning homes or renting homes. And so there has to be a balance. And so Texas has come to that realization. The other thing is that because of the population, the financing that we as a company use to finance affordable housing is based on per capita. So when there's more population, there's more financing. And so NRP saw that, that uh, not only was the demand here, but also the opportunities. Um, for example, back when, um, back when NRP first came here in 2004, there were probably about 40 million in tax credits. And tax credits are the financing that we use to build affordable housing that has deeper targeting in it. And so now, here we are 16 years later, we're up to about $82 million. And what that translates into is it's $82 million for one year, but over a 10 year period, that equals $820 million that can be invested into affordable housing in the state of Texas. When NRP first came to Texas in 2004, I don't think they realized the impact that they would have on this great big state of Texas. But most importantly, the impact on the families, working families here in this state. By providing more than 19,000 units in this state in the last 16 years, 19,000 units. That's an investment of over $2.25 billion, an investment here made in the state of Texas. That is a significant investment, and it's been transformational, not only for the state of Texas, by providing more jobs in construction, in property management, but also it's been transformational 
in the lives of working families. And for that, I am proud to be a strong advocate for not only the financing of the program, but for NRP's continued, continued collaboration with local entities to ensure that we meet the needs of a growing population and find housing and wraparound services for all of those that live within this great state of Texas. Wow, that is, that's great math. Deborah Create. I kept it very simple. That, that's perfect. Deborah, creating affordable housing continues to be on the hearts and minds of a nation. You're the pro. What do you find the most effective programs in creating affordable housing? Public private partnerships are a valuable tool to creating affordable housing. And when you start talking about the definition of affordable housing, we have to realize that affordability, it's really at each income band. There's those that live at 30% area median income and below, those that, that are working and live at 50 to 60. And then we have those that are at 80% all the way up to 120%. So at each of those bands, the idea is, or the goal is, that people don't spend more than 30% of their income on housing. And the only way that that can happen is if we produce enough housing units. And the ones that are hardest to produce are those that are deeper targeted. That's where NRP is an innovator in affordable housing. We have taken the tools that promote public-private partnerships. We have taken the financing, like the low-income housing tax credit program, like the tax-exempt bond programs that exist, and we leverage that with other federal funds and programs that are out there in, in throughout the United States. HUD has some. There's others that, uh, for example, during 2008 economic downturn, during 2007, 2008, there was neighborhood stabilization programs. And so the, the reason that public-private partnerships are valuable is not only because of the leveraging that occurs, but it's also because in partnering with a public entity, like a city, like a county, like a local housing finance agency, what we're doing is we're furthering the goals of that community. So it gives them ownership and it provides us with that opportunity to, to not only create great housing, but do it in collaboration with those that are ultimately responsible for serving the community. Other than increasing funding for affordable housing programs, what can government agencies do to help? And what part does the wraparound program, the things that Ben Carson has been purveying, um, what import does that have to bringing people into homes and keeping them there? Collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. If we can work together, then what we can do is not only put a roof over the house of a family, a working family that needs that housing, a safe place for them to live, but we can also provide, and we do, and in fact, I'm very proud of what NRP does, 
NRP has always been more than just about providing housing. We have also created an opportunity to have wraparound services and access to other services within the community for our residents. Because it's about providing access to a better life, to a better quality of life, so that these families can realize their dreams as well. Well, Secretary Carson is absolutely correct in saying that we need to be more than just a housing provider. Housing needs to include wraparound services that really are unique and cater to the residents that live within our residential communities. I've always been proud of NRP's mission, which is to provide more than just a roof over somebody's head. We actually uh, contract with nonprofits and that, so that serve as a clearinghouse of, of services, of really connecting our residents to services, to organizations that already exist within the community where we are located. For example, we work with a nonprofit that links our residents to services that will ultimately help them realize their own potential and dreams. For example, we have services that include financial literacy. We have an after-school program that we have at every single one of our developments where we provide tutoring and after-school curriculum for children so that they do not fall into a latchkey environment. Uh, we're very proud of our Homework First program. This is our after-school program. We have health screenings. We have food pantries. And so we work with nonprofits to continue to provide those types of services. We also link to job training programs that are out there. And, and, and in fact, in, in Austin, Texas, um, one of our recent residents that, that just moved into one of our newest developments is already on the pathway to owning a new home because of these financial literacy opportunities that exist within our that's, that's fantastic. Not just housing, but you're building societal structure that will benefit, benefit the United States into the future. That's, that's big stuff. Well, and Linda, even more so right now, we were doing all of this pre-pandemic. Now that we're in the midst, amidst of this crisis, where we've now seen, and we've, and and just the needs of our residents have now been magnified even more, and we know that one of the social determinants of health is housing, along with education, but housing that's an important component to for for a healthy population, and again NRP. I continue to say how innovative we have been in the past and we continue to be. We've now just stepped up our efforts and really looked at how can we partner housing? How can we marry housing and healthcare even more so so that we can create that access to opportunities, access for our residents to live healthier lives? We're doing it through um, through partnerships, again, it's 
about collaborations with hospitals and with health systems. Ways where we not only provide educational classes and, you know, how do we cook and how do we cook healthy and what does it take to be healthy, but also telemedicine opportunities. More and more of the world, we realized, is moving to how can we do more like this, where we communicate with each other um, in a way that is safe, but at the same time provides that access to that residence to, to make sure that they stay healthy in some way and that they are doing the preventative health care that they need to so they stay healthy not only for themselves but for their families. That, that's just phenomenal. In a world where bad news seems to proliferate, uh, this is not only hopeful, but this is, this is fun. This is fantastic. I heard Matthew Desmond of Princeton's Eviction Lab telling a story of a woman who had been evicted several times. I was struck by the fact that almost all of her evictions were caused by factors other than the cost of housing. How important is it to provide supportive services to residents? You know, Matthew Desmond is absolutely right. When somebody is evicted from their home, it puts them into this cycle, a cycle that is so challenging to get out of. And that is why wraparound services at every one of our residential communities is so important. In this time during the pandemic, it is especially acute, the need to make sure that our residents have the services, that they have the access to organizations that can help them to help prevent them from losing their homes. The fact is, right now, there is a moratorium when it comes to housing because we want to make sure that not only our residents, but the population at large remain safe and healthy. And we all hope as developers, as owners, as providers of affordable housing, that the market forces do not create a situation that will negatively impact our residents. So we continue to work with local governments, with state and federal governments to ensure that residents will continue to have a roof over their head. And most importantly, that a balance is created so that landlords, that owners will also be able to continue to provide affordable housing for working families. Part of this legislation is a very intrinsic part of all that you do. Right. And Deborah, you're a trustee of Build Pack this year. Republicans may support a more business-friendly environment, while Democrats likely want more direct spending on housing programs. How do you balance these when deciding whom, whom to support? Well, I will tell you that um, one of the best things about the position and the space that I work in and NRP works within is that both of those are very important to us. We not only want a great business environment because we keep our construction team working. We keep our property management team working. We're about making sure that our employees have the opportunity to continue to work, 
and and so we're an employer at the same time it's that end product for our residents and we want every opportunity for them again to have the resources they need to have a great quality of life so so really NAHB the National Association of Home Builders and BuildPack have both been instrumental in promoting both those ideas and it they don't have to be um, adversarial to each other or in opposition to each other they can actually work together that is one great thing about the tax credit program is that it has always had bipartisan support uh, it started during the Ronald Reagan administration and today we have advocates on both sides of the aisle that realize the impact that that program has had in producing affordable housing throughout the United States. And I will also tell you that BuildPack, and, and when we talk about balancing, um, BuildPack is about supporting elected officials that support housing. NAHB has never been more important than it is right now. As we go through a presidential election, no matter who is elected, we know that the financing tool that we use to produce more affordable housing has always been supported by both Democrats and Republicans. And NAHB has always made it a priority. Jim Tobin and, his, and JP Delmore and their entire legislative team have always known the importance of public-private partnerships and using the tax credits as that financial tool. And so I know that we will get a 4% flat tax credit done before the end of the year, or at least in the new administration, because of efforts like NAHB. BuildPAC is important because it's about making sure that we have elected officials that understand the importance of housing. So the two of them together are powerful. And it is up to us as supporters, as members, and as producers of affordable housing to ensure that those priorities continue to be the priorities of whatever administration will be here after the November 3rd election. Well, that's all the time we have today. Affordable housing is an issue we've tried to solve for a generation. In the age of analytics, it only makes sense to follow those models that have produced fruit. It's great to speak to someone who understands the nuance and the many moving parts to creating housing. We are grateful to you for making this your life's work. As evidenced in the growth of NRP, Deborah, you are making a difference in the lives of many. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Affordable housing is a conversation that continues as the nation struggles to balance demand with inventory. The answer is simple. Follow what works. What works for the market? What works for builders? What works to provide housing opportunities to all who seek them? What has worked for Deborah and her team are two key points. Capitalize on public-private partnerships 
and Housing Plus Healthcare Initiatives. Thank you, Deborah Guerrero, for your work with NAHB, for helping to put roofs over the heads of our nation's workers, families, seniors, for sheltering a country. Deborah, you are truly a great American. I'm Linda Hoffman. Stay tuned for our next episode of NAHB Power Hitters when we speak with Greg Pinkala, Chairman and CEO of Fairfield. See you then. 